0: Just so you know, I left my titties out for you today. <laughs> All right. Hey, what's up, you guys? Welcome back to a Modern Woman podcast. I'm your host, Brianna Danelle. Today, I'm mad excited. Well, I don't. I mean, I'm excited because my homegirl, Les, is here to talk to us uh, today. I'm not excited as much about what we have to talk about, but it needs to be done. How are you today? <laughs> I'm
1: great. I'm so happy to see you, and I'm super excited to talk about this. I have a lot to say, a lot of different experiences to talk about, and I think it needs to be public knowledge to anybody who wants to listen. 100%
0: like that's why I was really really super excited and guys we're we're about to jump into it what it is that we're talking about but that's why I was really excited that you were so willing to do this because I've seen a lot about what you were posting on social media and of course you know you know my history and what I've been through so when it comes to this topic I don't fucking play
1: (laughs) I really do I really do so, I, I knew you would be like what the fuck
0: oh absolutely as soon as I saw that it, it, I remember the first time that I had saw like these screenshots I was drunk as fuck and I woke up the next day and I thought it was a dream <laughs> God, that is so funny so I, I never said anything to you I was like oh yo, that's that's a fucking dream like it's a dream ain't nothing to worry about whatever whatever and then I saw you and I was like really got back online and saw it and I was like okay we're going to talk about this. So today what we're going to go ahead and dive into, guys, I want to say that it's, you know, kind of exposing the cannabis industry because it is exposing the cannabis industry, right? But it's more so at this time, really just one company. Would you agree?
1: Yeah. So what I would say about that is that the company we are exposing is making the cannabis industry look bad and it's leaving a bad taste in everybody's mouths. Okay.
0: All right. So I'm excited to get into that, but let's let's start with, you know, the very beginning because I want to know what kind of led you more um onto your cannabis journey and what made you want to go into this industry. So what was it do you think that made you choose cannabis? Why why go this direction?
1: Okay, um so I first started smoking when I was 14. Uh, it was literally just at my friend's house We just smoked out of a bong and I got ridiculously high and I was just laughing it was like a lappy high you know yeah it was a great time we ate a bunch of cookies and then I smoked on and off like growing up and then I was in college and then once I got out of college I started smoking more um one thing I did start doing I started taking Lexpro which is just a SSRI it's my antidepressant that I was on yeah um, stop taking it because they doubled my dosage and it made me extremely sick. Like I would throw up and everything. Oh. So I started, I, when I did start at American cannabis, I, uh, got introduced to dabs. I'd never done one before
0: and it really worked for me in replacing So that. you were weaning yourself off of Lexapro with me because you said that you doubled your dosage and it was making you extremely sick. Yeah. Like it was making
1: me, uh, basically the, I think it's called cyclic vomiting syndrome, but it's literally where you start puking out of nowhere. Like you won't get any stomach pain. You'll literally just get a cold chill. And like, When I say throw up, I mean like throw up until my blood vessels were broken in my face. So yeah, it was making me super sick. So I started, immediately started taking dabs and it did help a lot. And that was when I really discovered like all the medicinal benefits of weed. Um, I didn't, so the reason I started working with weed is um, I got fired from Sprint. That was when we worked together yes um after that i was still in my apartment and i was still trying to pay my rent so i literally applied like i just sent my resume to a shit ton of dispensaries because i wanted to work in a weed store yeah and i always thought it would be cool to do that you know a lot of generic people's reasoning for wanting to work with weed just it'd be cool to work with weed
0: especially because i feel like in oklahoma for the longest time like i'm honestly still to this day surprised that they legalized it before like Texas or somewhere else but especially I feel like us being in Oklahoma and always having smoked weed before it was legal when it actually became a legal and a medicinal thing mm-hmm. it was like holy shit like why would you not that's like your dream job right like yeah,
1: like everybody like I feel like a lot of potheads think that like yes. it's a dream to work with weed and sometimes it is like sometimes it's really cool um I really am thankful that I started taking GABS and that I got to use them as a replacement for antidepressants because pharmaceuticals suck.
0: Oh, absolutely. Fuck big pharmaceuticals. Yeah. <laughs> so how did you, okay. So I know obviously you said that you had put in a fuck ton of like applications trying to, you know, put, get in your legwork to get into a dispensary, right. right? Because I feel like, cause I put in a lot of applications too and I feel like it's a lot, um, a little harder to get your foot in the door than most people realize. Yeah, and honestly, like
1: I wonder sometimes if the only reason I got hired on at American is because of my age and my looks. Like, because there are so many people applying to dispensaries and I've noticed that they have a target age between like 18 and 30. hmm Maybe, thir- maybe even 35, like, and it's primarily women that they hire. So that's another thing I've thought about. Maybe I just got lucky with them because they thought I was attractive or something.
0: So <laughs> and- when you say that you notice that it's a target age between like around 18 and 30, are you saying that this is just like from a broad spectrum uh, seeing this at a lot of dispensaries? Are you speaking specifically like American cannabis? It seems like they target that age group.
1: American cannabis completely.
0: Okay. 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 So how did you, did you just happen to find out about them in that time that you were putting in a bunch of
1: other applications? I literally got on Indeed and that was where I found them because they actually advertise as their, uh, processing name, which is LLC Healing Farms. Okay. And then they bring you into the dispensary once they look at your application.
0: Gotcha. Okay. So we're about to get into like, the nitty-gritty of it, but I figured before we get into the nitty-gritty and we talk about some hard shit, I'm gonna spark my (laughs) blunt. My podcast will forever be a 420-friendly podcast. Anybody who wants to do an interview with me, we drink and we smoke in this bitch. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I feel you on that one. I just went disco hopping right
0: before we uh, started this. Oh, shit, I love that. I love it. So, okay. So you found them because that's where you were putting in applications on Indeed, just trying to get in, right? So yeah. I guess what I I want you to start from the very beginning, and I, I want you to be as detailed as you feel comfortable Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: exposing just because, like I was telling you earlier, and something that I just kind of want to like touch base on before we get into it, is just literally how proud I am of you for being able to speak out about a lot of the stuff that we're getting ready to speak out about against today, because that's like I was saying earlier, it's strength in numbers, right? You know what I'm saying? Because just from you speaking and telling your truth and letting people know what it was and seeing what it was, you've had a lot more people actually be able to feel more comfortable coming forward with it and speaking on it. Because sexual harassment sexualizing all this other stuff that's just not shit that we can get behind
1: right especially not. when it's like unwanted you know exactly and i started to feel like it's uh, i actually talked to um sarah about this she told me that she felt like an obligation to talk about it like it's an obligation yeah it's literally a threat to public safety If they hire, if they just continue, because these people keep opening new stores. Yeah. I don't know how the fuck they've managed to, but they keep opening multiple locations. Like at first it was just Western. Then Uh they sent me to Newcastle. I opened Newcastle.
0: Yeah. with, With. Oh, just so you guys know, in case anybody who is listening to this, is kind of like, what the fuck? Nobody's named that that works there. Uh, Les and I have decided today that while we're talking about this, just because she, she's spoken to a lot of people, but she hasn't specifically gotten permission to just kind of air out their business. So we're really just changing the names to protect these people's identities until they're comfortable Mm -hmm. enough to tell their truth. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just real quick before you um, went into that. I, if you don't mind, though, Mm -hmm. I I would like to start from like the very beginning, like from the time that they contacted you, because I really want to paint a picture of how this all unfolds. All right, I I got you. So I want to start from the time that you put in your application. Right after Mm -hmm. you get in your application, they call you for an interview. Mm -hmm. Right. So. They called you, you get your interview set up. Could you say from going from your interview that at that time you felt any kind of weird vibes or?
1: So um, I'm glad you brought that up because there was a time when I was in my interview and you know I went to college, so I learned a lot. It was during the B2 movement. So I was there when a lot of it, I was learning about a lot of it. And I was learning about what sexual harassment looks like. I knew how to call it out. And I looked for that shit wherever <laughs> I went to protect myself. Um, yeah. And I do remember Chris uh, called me in the interview. I'm pulling up our text thread right now because he doesn't know, but I still have them.
0: And Um, I'm super glad that you kept all of this because there's a lot that- I don't delete a damn thing. (laughs) (laughs) And you guys, I'll be able to link all this down below for you as well. That's something that we'll talk about uh, when we're getting ready to end that. But you guys will be able to have access to actually go- and see this because I believe on your social media, even if it's private, you do have that public, right?
1: Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: Okay, well, go on ahead. Go on ahead. Once you find those text messages,
1: okay, yeah. So basically, he just asked for my info so he could do like a background check and all that, and he did that. Then he called me in for an interview. Um, I went in and I talked to Chris, who is one of the owners, he really does the business side of everything at American Cannabis. Um, he he pulled me to his back office where he also had his dog yeah I love dogs like I never thought anything about it his dog buddy is so sweet he he was one of the sweetest dogs ever um and so we were sitting in there and he did make a remark about uh me being pretty Mm -hmm. I do remember him calling me pretty but I was like you know maybe he's just being nice like maybe I shouldn't think anything of it
0: yeah. Cause you are a beautiful woman. Like, you know what I mean? Like anybody yeah. will compliment you on I that. Really,
1: I was really trying to chill out about a lot of things in my life. So I just wasn't looking for that confrontation, but I know what it looks like. So I remember thinking about it for like two seconds. And then I was like, no, don't get caught up. Just go about your fucking day. Yeah. Now looking back, I'm like, bro. <laughs> But, yeah, so I started, I think, like, a week later, they had me start, and I also did an interview Mel. with Mel. He didn't say anything inappropriate during that interview. Um, he made me count money, just basic interview bullshit for, like, a retail cannabis job. And then I started working there, and, um, um, but, yeah, so I started working there. Sarah was my boss. Um, I had a lot of respect for her. She did scare me at times because she's 100% all the time. Um,
0: <laughs> she's on goal. <laughs>
1: She, she just had like, I didn't know what she was dealing with on the job at the time because she kept a lot of things from us to protect us from it. I had no idea. A lot of us just thought they were sitting on their asses, like in the back, yeah. um, like making us do all the work. Right. So because Mel and Chris kind of make it look like that. They love to twist everything around on the job, turn the girls against each other so that there is no alliance. Oh, um, yeah. It's extremely manipulative. It's and like a game um, to them no so like like they are complete sociopaths they enjoy that shit
0: that's what I'm saying that's like it's like it sounds like it's a literal game to them to pit like not just women because I'm sure they have like men employed there too but just to pit you guys against each other and it's like they get like some sick laugh about it later or yeah. something
1: like and I, would say, um, I only worked with like three guys while I was there
0: and you didn't you say you were there for a nine-month period as well yeah
1: Two of them were in packaging, so I hardly ever saw them. Mm. One of them was a bud tender for like a week, and then he left.
0: Yeah, so they know what sells.
1: Yes. Yes, they do. That they do. And um, I remember now. Yeah. Okay, so I was working with Sarah, and I was kind of scared of her. Like, I never knew what was going on completely because she didn't tell us. Yeah. She's a mom, and she's a very, very good mom. Oh. Um, and after she looked at us like her own kids.
0: And not even just that, but I also wonder because of that, if she was scared that if she spoke out, one, not only was she going to lose the way that she feeds her family, but two, what are these men capable of to get somebody involved? Like, could she lose her kids over this? Like, what are the stakes for her?
1: Exactly. Like, could you imagine the fear that went through her head when like all the shit that happened with her was going on? Because it's a power dynamic. Exactly. And they have money, so they try to use it.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So-
1: it's really sad. So Sarah, um, I worked with her until about June, and then they started promote. They started trying to promote me. So yeah. Sarah told me I was getting promoted to work at the new Newcastle location as well.
0: Oh wait, I'm so sorry. Before you continue, I just have to ask one question. You said that this was around in June. At that time, about how long had you been there when they were talking about promoting? Okay, you? yeah.
1: So I, I did start there on uh, January January seventh, twenty twenty. So I was. Oh for- okay.
0: Yeah. so you were okay so that's at least you were there so because I was about to say like okay that might be a little weird if you was only there for like a month and they're like oh okay come run the store and it's like okay wait right. a minute you were there for a good couple of months when they had talked about giving you you opening up and running yeah
1: I was there for about five or six months mm-hmm. and I was just a I think I was just a really good bud tender because I would get high as fuck at work because they would smoke at work <laughs> So i would go back there and i would take a dab and i would come out definitely wanting to have a conversation with somebody isn't that like illegal um according to the omma regulations it is illegal you cannot smoke in the building and when they first opened they were doing free dabs in the lobby and oh. a lady a lady came in to take a free dab i wasn't here at this point but a lady came in to take a free dab and she had her child on her lap and she ended up having a seizure And that was why they stopped doing the free dabs.
0: And they're still open though? Exactly, girl. That's what baffles me is that after that incident, you would think that's when, you know, unfortunately, because like, I don't really like the federal government getting involved in that, you know what I'm saying? Because they have shut down a lot of businesses. But when you're out doing shit like that, and there's there's a reason which I know you're going to bring up this point as we further into it. But just remember when you're listening, guys, remember this topic right here when she's saying that this lady had a seizure because later on as she continues the story there's a reason that this lady probably had a fucking seizure because yeah. you know what i'm saying but, but we'll get okay, to long, this story is a long twisty road yes okay so this lady has a seizure they said no more free dabs yeah so they're trying to promote you to manage this new store. What, so you accept, like you're, you're excited. Like what's, what's going through your head at that time? Well, yeah,
1: I was so excited and I was surprised, honestly, because I feel like I always own up to like shorter than what I want to. So yeah. when to me, I was like, fuck yeah. That means I've been doing like what I wanted to do, which was work with cannabis and be good at
0: it absolutely yeah so you're like pumped because
1: yes girl and i got a raise too and it was just it was a great time like i was having a great time there at that time
0: all right so you you take this promotion so what what happens once you take this promotion you immediately go and start opening the store or what goes on from here
1: so after i take this promotion um there was another girl who worked there with me her name was jessica we uh-huh. got hired on the same day um they they started bad Sarah because it was around the same time that she reported sexual harassment against them. Oh. Yeah. So okay. they immediately fire her, promote uh, Jessica up to the Western location, and they decide that I can run the Newcastle location.
0: Okay, so that's, uh, so did you like think that was kind of weird? Or or at that time, was this just like the first time you're hearing of it? And you're just kind of like, oh, well, maybe she's kind of like,
1: no, so basically basically what happened um, was, I was always kind of scared of Sarah. Yeah, he always told us and told us all these things. She also kept a lot from us. So I didn't actually have, I didn't know a lot of what went on. I, I knew what she told me. I knew what Brie told me. Brie was a, another person who worked there with me who was supposed to run Newcastle. But the,
0: whose name Brie is lit. I can personally yeah. attest to that. I'm and sorry. you
1: know, you know, what's funny, girl, is me and Brie were extremely close. She was my favorite person there to work with. Um, she gave me my first dab ever.
0: Lit. Really? What can I say? <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. And I do, I miss her like to this day and I still have love for her, but she ended up getting terminated as well. Um, But what they did with uh, Sarah was they basically um, told us that she was supposed to be in a mental facility. They basically convinced us that she was fucking crazy, told us she has all these crazy mental issues. Stop lying
0: to me, Liz. Stop lying to me, bro.
1: Girl, it sounds like a lie, doesn't it? It sounds fucking crazy. And it's- sounds- so She
0: reports sexual harassment. You guys immediately gaslight this woman and say, oh no, she's fucking crazy. She, she belongs in a mental institution. Yeah.
1: yeah, and then there was also a time where Sarah posted what happened to her on Facebook because what actually happened to her yeah. was after 20 last year, um, Chris grabbed her fucking boob. Stop. Chris grabbed her boob. He, he, he did it in the hallway that had a blind spot from the camera and Brie was there.
0: So wait, did he try to make it like, okay, wait, do you mean like this is, this man like, was this like a a brush across like, the or is this like a full on like, I'm cupping, we're going. Will, I, will I will
1: show you what Sarah said it looked like. While
0: she's showing, I'll describe. Oh, so it's like a, it's like guys, She's talking about like a full on grab, like he full on grabbed her whole entire full-on, full squeezed. On.
1: Yeah, squeezed like six times. Six. Yeah. Well, because he went. Yeah, he went up and down, side to side, and then he went up and down.
0: What? Uh, okay, I'm. Um, I'm okay. I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around this. Not not because I don't believe you, because I believe you one hundred percent. Yeah. I just. How did? What did he? I, like he just randomly went up to her and grabbed her boob with something said like i don't okay, how yeah. that, let makes, me, that
1: makes sense let me put some context to that um help okay. me well sarah just told me that they were in the back her and brie and chris and i can't remember what she said they were doing obviously nothing sexual obviously yeah. just make that clear it was on 420 so we were really busy that day oh mm-hmm. yeah yeah and we were all there that day um, and they were sitting in the hallway. And I remember, I'm pretty sure she said, Chris was like, it's okay, Brie, nobody's watching, and then did it. So he, there, there weren't cameras showing that hallway.
0: No, I got it. You said that yeah. there was a blind spot. I'm, I'm sorry. My face is just like so fucked up right now because I, the audacity, bro. Like, what, how, what do you, what? what is because i feel like see i want to sit here and say if i was in that position that i would have clocked his ass bro and maybe i would have because i've clocked motherfuckers for less but then another part of me has been in these situations and you just are just so, so, yeah. you're, so oh, wait a minute. you're so you're so baffled that you're like you're
1: did this just really happen? Like, and that's another thing is that working at American Cannabis fucked up my perception of reality really bad because it was like, did this just actually fucking happen? Because it went on so much. So basically um, she posted the text of them saying that if she ever came back on the property, she was trespassing. And she said, this is what happens when your boss grabs your boob and you report it for sexual harassment because she ended up getting fired. Um, and basically said that I think they were just trying to show that she did it consensually even though it made them look even worse
0: yeah like like you just you know what's funny is that they probably don't think that it makes them look worse
1: they didn't I truly do not think they
0: did they're probably over here like this is a, like they're probably over here thinking this is a great promotion like look we get titties for like something dumb I don't know this isn't funny I'm just like what the fuck
1: no for real like basically I knew a few employees there that did trade their nudes for free products it was a common it was a common thing to do there um I don't look down on any of my girls who did that because of course you have to do to survive I hope that they know
0: that well we Um, don't have to hustle ever you know what I'm saying but it's just the fact that y'all this isn't a sex work uh, um industry yeah it's supposed to be a medical facility it, exactly so i think that's where because i'm all for the sex work industry you know what i'm saying okay. like, just like you said yeah. we can knock nobody's hustle to each their own do what you got to do to get a bag baby like yeah. it, as long as you're cool with it you like it we love it you know what i'm saying yeah. but this isn't just like you said this is supposed to be a medical facility so right and
1: another another reason why the like trading thing always bothered me is because the owners of that dispensary are older and the girls they get their shit from are like 18 19 20 and 21.
0: they're young and very impressionable and these are yes. older men who are training per- on younger girls but they don't think anything's wrong with it because these girls mind you i'm emphasizing these because we'll continue that later but these girls are of age so it's not a problem
1: exactly even though they're freshly 18 they're still considered of age by them um which that is the legal age but you know it's it just always like gave me the fucking creeps because they're
0: like how old
1: they're like probably in their early 40s or 50s
0: okay okay
1: so that's like what i remember okay
0: so this girl gets fired for sexual harassment
1: yeah so she got fired and it was like a whole thing that we all had to deal with people were coming into the store and saying uh you know look at what i saw on facebook like what do you guys have to say about this and we were we just got forced to lie about it because we were still working there Mm Like, what the fuck did we tell them? The thing that you tell new girls when they get hired at American is don't be alone with the owners. Don't talk to them. Stay away from them, basically. Um, And they like to play things in a very vague way. So they basically just made us lie about it.
0: And basically it was, if you didn't lie about it, you know what's going to happen because you get rid of people for it. Yes, I I did. I watched I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do that. And then it's also at this time that you're doing all of this. I'm sure people are even more scared to lose this job, their job, because you guys have to realize back around this time when Les was doing all this, this is when the pandemic was going on.
1: Well, that's, I- another, that's, a, that's another thing I wanted to talk about because um, it was during the pandemic and it was extremely hard to find a job during that time. Like all my friends were like, I really wish I could work because I was complaining about it because I was like, bruh. I want to go the fuck home. This sucks.
0: Yeah. And they were,
1: they were like, I wish I could work right now. And I was just like, wow, I'm really thankful to have a job right now because I was also paying my own apartment rent at the time Yeah. by myself completely. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was a whole other aspect of working there and doing what I had to do to survive at the moment. Yeah. And I definitely think that the owners took advantage of that as well. Um, they knew we didn't want to lose our jobs
0: of course, especially with what was going on. So after they fire her for sexual harassment, it turned into like this whole big thing. And then, you know, all these newcomers are told, don't speak about this. You can't speak about this, right? Don't be alone with the owners. So you're having to lie about it. And, and then what, so like, what kind of happens after that? So,
1: okay. So Sarah is not working there anymore. Um, they hired a girl named Tori and a girl named Holly. And I remember, I'm pretty sure I trained both of them. I definitely worked a lot with um, Tori and Holly both because we all worked nights. Yeah. Um, And it would get wild in there, girl. Like there were times when we were fighting off the fucking stimmy check crowd, kicking out tweakers. (laughs) It's on Southwestern. So I was kicking out tweakers all the time. And me and Tori had a crazy experience on like right after 420, we got extremely busy and we were the only people there. This crazy lady comes in and's like, I know what your father did, blah, 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 like up in Tori's face. And I'm like, I assumed it was some of her family. So I was like, girl, you need to tell them to leave. Like right now, she had no idea who this person was. It was literally just some lady like high on meth. (laughs) So we had to call (laughs) the cops and pick her out. I had to call the cops multiple times at American Cannabis because there's no form of security in that store anywhere.
0: Oh, okay. Maybe we shouldn't. Define security. Are we talking about like muscle security or like...
1: Okay, so there were panic buttons. That's it. There was no security guard. There was no like... Like, um, and most
0: dispensaries have like, I, I guess it is, I want to say bouncers, but it is security. Like, bouncers,
1: yeah. Basically, it's a fucking bouncer. Like, just a security guard to be there in case anything happens. Yeah, exactly. And then they
0: typically like ID you and everything like yeah. as well.
1: Yeah, they take a med card, ID, like make sure everything is verified. But American Cannabis did not have a security guard to do that. We were in charge of doing that. We were in charge of putting them in the system um, and then helping them find whatever we could and then checking them out, basically. Um, But yeah, so Tori got hired and Holly got hired. And we had a great time. I loved Holly. She was one of my really close friends. She she, uh, gave my current boyfriend my phone number because I thought he was super cute. I was like, oh my gosh, please give him my phone number when he comes oh, in here. me. <laughs> and, yeah, so she did, and we're still together. We're about to move into an apartment together, but we so she mean. was buying some product one night. I think she bought a bong and like some diamonds or something, but Chris gave her a discount for it, and I texted him, and I was like, hey, you know, Tori texted you, and he responded, and he said, was it nudes?
0: Wait, he said what?
1: He, he responded, and he said, was it nudes? Like, asking if she sent him nudes and yeah no yeah so i was like what the fuck like then i immediately knew there was something going on and there's no judgment here at all this is just what my experiences were no, and i sure. still i still love tori to death and like it's just really sad i feel like chris took advantage of the position she was in mm-hmm. and completely like just took advantage of it no he absolutely
0: did he he knew what the fuck he was doing
1: yeah he helped her get an apartment uh-huh and um I think he just helped her out a lot financially I don't know what all went on but there was definitely some skepticism there for me
0: as like a manager and this is no judgment towards you I just don't really know how it is like in this industry because I'm a manager in my company but I don't really have that issue because I'm literally the only woman that works there i'm an hr manager so as a manager you're knowing that something kind of skeptical is going on do you like are you like do you report that to like hr do you so
1: that's i'm so glad you asked that because there was no hr department when i worked at american cannabis
0: then who did um was it sarah report the sexual harassment to
1: the police oh she went to the police
0: okay so there's nobody for you to even it's just no. you're it. okay
1: yeah, like it was literally like I at that point a lot of the girls who trained me had left so I felt like I was kind of trying to lead the girls who I trained the best way I could
0: yeah
1: um and it was really hard watching Chris take advantage of Tori in the situation and me not being able to do anything about it yeah Um, I can only, I could only say so much before it became like really aggressive from them. That's another thing I was going to say is they really did try to turn us against each other all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, they have a special talent of doing that, I think. And I think it was because they thought it would keep us from forming us or us forming an alliance. But what they don't know is when I worked there, they felt like a whole sisterhood to me. Mel is very good at talking to people like they're stupid.
0: Oh shit. I hate that. I hate that. If there's one thing that pisses me off the most. Let everybody know on this day, May 22nd, 2021, while we're recording this shit, don't talk to Brianna Danelle like she is fucking stupid because- <laughs>
1: No, seriously though, because it makes you want to fucking bop him in the face. Don't fucking I talk to bop me like that.
0: in the face the less.
1: Yeah. So yeah. Mel would like go as far as explaining how to plug a vacuum cleaner in. I mean, yeah. he was fucking- petty and ridiculous with a dude and that shit bothered me so i was
0: condescending not- too.
1: yes it's that's the word for it is condescending um chris on the other hand he ran the business side mel ran the dispensary side so chris i didn't see as often yeah and chris was the one who got involved with tory so that was another reason why i was like you know i don't know everything about this guy he's very quiet he's very reserved hmm. but i will say um going back to my first six months at American before, uh, Sarah left and got fired. Um, we were in there one night and Chris walks in the store with these two like Hispanic girls. And then one guy, mm-hmm. uh, I went to Capitol Hill high school and I know what an underage girl looks like. <laughs> um, and they literally looked like they just got out of soccer
0: practice. Stop Lying yeah. to me.
1: So I'm standing there and I'm like, Chris just walks in with them and they start looking at the wax cases and I'm like can I get you checked in and Chris is like they're with me so I look at him this is gonna crack you up I'm like are these your kids (gasps) stop you did not deadass and Sarah knowing everything that she knew yeah complete predators just starts dying laughing and runs to the back because she has no idea what to say yeah. And Chris just looks at me like, he just gave me this random look. I don't even really remember what he looked at me like that at that point. Cause I was like, why is Sarah laughing so hard about this? Like, I'm being serious. Like,
0: are these your kids? Like, what is no, going on? No.
1: Turns out Chris doesn't have any kids mm-hmm. at all. And I was informed that that night I talked to Sarah about it. And she told me that what happened was Chris made Sarah pick out all the weed that they wanted for them, package it up and give it to them. And then they left.
0: So he didn't even let you, I obviously give their medical card, ID them, nothing. He's just nothing. like, you give them what I tell you to.
1: Yeah, nothing. And then he expected me to go help them, like bud tin to them.
0: It's like, what do you do? Like what?
1: At that point, you're so like used to it. And you're so like, you know, there's literally nothing I could do about that except report it to the
0: cops wait i'm sorry i'm sorry rewind used to it this this is a, a multiple occurrence thing this oh no les is taking a oh she's taking a dab right now let's fucking go <laughs> so we're gonna let her do that but i'm okay, okay. i'm still trying to process i okay, cool. said used to this
1: So I was used to Chris being a fucking creep is what I was used to. Um, I wasn't used, I only saw underage girls in the store once but there have been previous people who worked there and said they saw the exact same thing multiple times before we started. Because at the time I started there, there was already one person who accused them of sexual harassment. So I remember them talking about, they were like, we have to be careful about this. You know, we got to cover our asses. And they would always say when people would report them they would be like, well, no more fun at work
0: no more fun at work
1: yeah they want it to be a fun environment to work in is what they say and I'm like
0: a fun environment is you sexually harassing your workers asking them for nudes to to give them something in exchange like for some freaking like what
1: fucking crazy bro and that's what I mean by your perception of reality being affected because it goes on for so long and you're like why has nobody done anything about this yet and the girls around you are feeling the same way they're like can we go to the cops about this what do we do you know
0: and I think at that point since there was only one person who really had done that at this time and you see that there's no results or that they didn't really take it seriously you kind of feel powerless yeah
1: and Sarah didn't get taken seriously either yeah and you know i really do feel bad about that to this day because I knew that there was sexual harassment going on but I was stuck in a fucking job that I could not leave Mm -hmm. and I was like what the fuck do I do like it was kind of it was really a crazy moment and I've like we've me and her have talked about that and we've kind of cleared the air about it but it is definitely something I've had to live with because I didn't get to talk about it with people I had to like silence her basically for the company
0: so what did you do after because where you had left off was that these underage girls came in you had to give them their stuff let them go you didn't have a choice right Yeah. so do you after that happens do you say anything to anybody or do you let it go what happens after that
1: so I remember I brought it up to Sarah like maybe once or twice and they didn't say anything to me about it like they literally I remember it's kind of a rule there is like when you see that shit you just kind of like like what can you do I remember I asked about it they kind of like change the subject or like give you a look like just something as simple as that
0: like people shut the fuck up like kind of like,
1: the like, yeah they're know. like dude <laughs> not like show no. not like shut the fuck up but they don't want to talk about it
0: oh like
1: that's basically what it was because they didn't want me to know they were protecting me from all that stuff yeah. so and it was also a privacy thing for them because they had already previously been accused so at that time it was like I couldn't find out. like they didn't want any of the new girls to find out about what was actually going on
0: so is this where you were kind of starting to think like okay like I need to find a different job I need to like where where's your mind at at this point after seeing these underage girls What thought was I I
1: just kept working bro because it was during the pandemic. Like, I didn't really report it to anybody because I personally am more scared of Chris than Mel.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: I I thought about it. I thought about it. I was like, what does that mean? And at the time I was taking a lot of dabs and I was also withdrawing. So I wasn't always aware of what was going on around me. Yeah. Um, I just thought maybe like, I don't know, maybe Chris was, I didn't know him well at that time. So I also thought maybe he was involved with like some group, like some fucking advocate thing, you know? because I also didn't know that they had given them weed. Yeah. So it was like, I didn't know a lot of what was going on. I just know what I saw.
0: So you know what you saw, but did you still at this point, even though you're still continuing, like, obviously you have to keep working, right? Because like you said, it's in the middle of a pandemic. But is that, did you start to think at that point, like, okay, maybe I do need to find another job?
1: Yes. Yes. I was like, okay. But was that
0: the straw that broke the camel's back? Or was it a different situation for you?
1: No, so I actually ended up getting fired from that place. I did not quit that place. I got fired. Yeah. For some
0: reason, I thought you quit. So sorry.
1: No, you're good. I wish I would have quit. Like, I look back and I'm like, dude, what the fuck were you doing? Like.
0: So obviously that situation happens What happen- is that when you get terminated or what what no
1: okay that? so I'm working there that happened at like my fourth or fifth month then they promoted me
0: oh wait okay I'm so sorry I thought this was like your seventh or eighth month Jesus so this is only the fourth or fifth month okay so yes. you made the promotion
1: yeah I got my promotion after that okay so what um, happened then um I got my promotion we moved to Newcastle I was working with Tori a lot Um, and then they started opening their War Acres location. Newcastle was really slow. I hated it there. It was really creepy at night. It's out in the middle of nowhere, you know? Um, and so they opened War Acres and they moved me to War Acres to run that store,
0: like primarily mine.
1: Um, so I was at Newcastle between June and August.
0: Okay. So pretty quickly. Yeah, like they keep,
1: Yeah. They open that store pretty fast, but I will say when I opened Newcastle for them, I worked two 12 hour shifts back to back to get that store open. And yeah. then it was the same way with War Acres. Like it was really hard work. They make their employees do fucking everything when they open the stores. Yeah. Um, I put all the displays out. I moved all the cases. I build me and Tori both built shelves I'm not a handyman so I wasn't good at it so the other girls took that over for the most part but literally like it was crazy they would make us do the craziest shit at work and so wild yeah there was a new girl her name was Samantha yeah and she was a really hard worker I had a lot of respect for her but she also scared me because at the time I felt like she was trying to take my position because she would do so much for the store like You know, I'm a Leo. I get a little competitive.
0: Yeah. Um, And
1: at that time, time, I was trying to really be a good boss to the girls there. Yeah. Like, I was trying really hard, but it was taking a huge 10 or 11 weeks in a row, probably. Stop. They never paid me for a fucking dime of overtime. Really? Yes. So, I was working. I was not getting the money that I worked for. Tori was not getting the money that she worked for. She worked more hours than me and never got checks, checks that were the same- or above my checks.
0: I think you, you should report that if you haven't already to the Better Business Bureau.
1: Yeah, so I went to the Better Business Bureau, and they are not even registered on the site. And I talked to Sarah about that, and Sarah told me it was because um, they don't want to get complaints on there. So just another way that their fucking shady asses are keeping themselves from, like, getting caught. Suck. For real, dude. So I went to the Better Business Bureau. Uh, It was COVID, so they wouldn't let me in the building. So I just called them and they basically told me I would have to register them. And I was like, what the fuck? Girl, are you kidding me? So I basically kind of gave up on the BBB and I started going to the police because I went to see Tori and she told me that she was scared they were going to sue us, like sue me and her for speaking out about it. Wow. Yeah. So I I got a little scared there for a minute. They made all of us sign non-disclosure agreements saying that we could not talk about what was going on in the background of American cannabis.
0: That's what I wanted to talk to you about because I saw that in your post. That's really interesting to me. Never have I ever worked for a business that made me sign an NDA. Yeah.
1: I, I did not really fucking Kardashians. Right. I didn't realize what it was. I was like, I knew what it was. And I felt like it was just against Melissa. Like, I felt like that was the only reason they did that. Yeah. I knew that it was a non-disclosure agreement and I knew what it was saying, but I did not know how long it lasted. I didn't know that if I ever spoke out about this, they could possibly use it against me because it is criminal activity. So I did figure out that you can break an NDA to report criminal activity, but there are some things that I cannot talk about, like um, the test results issues that I'm not supposed to talk about because it could technically be breaking NDA, but all the girls prior to when Melissa got fired didn't fill it out. So they can say whatever they want. Oh, yeah. And they are down to talk about it. So yeah, it's not just me and my girls. It's the girls that were there before that and before that, too,
0: <laughs> that was something else that I kind of have wanted to talk about, too. But I don't want to talk to anything like, you know what I'm saying, that is going to come back because I'm not trying to get sued. Y'all, oh, su- really? Y'all can try to sue me. But listen,
1: Dude, be, I'm going to be honest here for a second. The owners of that place are so fucking stupid that I do not even think they have my NDA on file. They are so bad at paperwork. Like, literally, that's why I'm not scared to talk about it. Should have destroyed that shit. They don't. They're literally jokes. They do not scare me that often. Chris gives me the creep sometimes, but I definitely am not scared of them. So,
0: what happens after you go and open this Warwicker store? Is that, is that you had already signed an NDA at this point?
1: Yes. So, I signed the NDA in around
0: June or July. Oh, so this happened when you started managing the Newcastle store when you, oh, well, you opened that store.
1: Yeah. So it was right around the time with Newcastle, and then it went into War Acres too. And um, I saw so I was working at War Acres, and I was extremely overworked there. Okay, so was Tori. We were extremely tired. All we did was fucking work, and we both would work double sometimes, yeah. like all day, open to close shifts. Um, so at that point, I was just really exhausted with everything. I was depressed. You know, I ha- was dating this guy at the time who punched a hole through my bedroom door, so I kicked him out of
0: my house. I remember him. I hate him. Fuck you.
1: Yeah. So there was just a lot going on in my life at the time. And I just tried to make sure that my patients and my employees were good. So, um, I was working so much at that time and I was so tired. Um, I was exhausted. I was super depressed, trying to pay my bills, like just trying to stay afloat basically. And there was a period of time where I didn't have car insurance on my car and I was still driving it. There was also, I didn't have power steering for like a year while I worked there. So like, it, I was really broken. I was really struggling. That was a time where I was very, very vulnerable. Um,
0: so were they like underpaying you for management? Because that's like a lot.
1: Well, they were paying me. Okay. So I got about, I think we got paid bi-weekly or weekly. I can't remember. I think it was bi-weekly. But yeah. I remember I would get around like between eight to 1k in my checks and I was single. So I didn't have any help with my bills. So that was where a lot of my money went to was just trying to take care of myself and keep myself afloat because I don't get any support from my parents really either.
0: Yeah, no, so, of course, that makes sense. Yeah, okay.
1: So I was basically just trying to take care of myself at that point, watch my own fucking back. Um, I I also was super depressed then, so I was always in a really bad headspace. Like, you can ask uh, any of the girls who worked there that when I started, I was a completely different person than when I left. Yeah. And what initially, what initially got me fired from there is I was trip sitting Gabe one night, we went camping at the lake. And it was I was supposed to be off that Sunday. Okay. And it was Labor Day weekend. And I don't celebrate fucking Labor Day, bro. I'm not that close with my family. So I just like had had a regular week planned. And they were, I was off on that Sunday. And so um, Kinsey gets to work. She calls me. And it's like, I didn't go to bed till three that night, because Gabe was up pretty late. And so she wakes me up and I'm like, Hey, like, what's up? And she's like, Hey, is anybody opening? Like who's opening more acres today? And I was like, I thought you were opening more acres today. Like,
0: what do you mean?
1: Well, yeah. Like, what do you mean? And she was like, nobody's here. And I was like, I looked at the schedule. They changed my schedule overnight. Did not tell me. And I was supposed to fix my fucking car that day.
0: (laughs) No, 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 no. Yeah.
1: Because I was busy and I was super, super limited on the time I had off and what I could do. Um, so I go in and Mel is there and he's a fucking asshole to me. Like he tries to make me feel bad for being late. And I'm like, I was supposed to be off today. Like, what the fuck? And I basically told him, he was like, yeah, it's your responsibility to be here. And I was like, you're the fucking owner of this company. You
0: can be here. (laughs) So, So I can make it to and from work.
1: Exactly. Like that just shows how much they give a shit. And so I basically told him I was not working that day and I fucking went home and I went and bought the car part I needed. I didn't get around to fixing it because I'm not a mechanic and I was trying to find a mechanic with the part that I had. Yeah. Um, My car is a Lexus, so it's fairly expensive to fix. And at the time, I just was not making enough money to pay that shit. And so um, I come to work the next day, normal day. He's like, did you get your car fixed? And I was like, I got my part for it. This motherfucker... Comes into the store, goes to the alarm code, changes my alarm code of my store. What? Comes and asks for my key. I hand him my key. Because I'm like, what are you finna do, dude? Yeah. Do me a fucking favor. Fire. (laughs) Help me. (laughs) For real. Like, do me a favor. I really need that push right now. So go on ahead. For real. And he looked at me and he was like, you're no longer needed here. And you are terminated, basically. And he fired me in front of one of the girls I trained and I looked I just kind of looked at her and I was like he's actually doing this and like I wasn't gonna stay yeah like at that point I was so fucking fed up with their shit and I looked at her and I just kind of gave her this like I love you look I'm leaving um I walked to the back to take a breather and he was like um they had actually given me an advance on my checks like pay my rent yeah the 300 out I was back there and I was like how are you gonna fire me if I owe you money like can you even do that? And he was like, don't worry about it. Like you have a lot of things on your plate right now. Go figure out whatever you need to super manipulative, supportive after terminating me from my job. I didn't understand it at all.
0: Well, and not even just that, but it's like, he acts like it was like this whole crazy thing. Like you were saying, you were working 60 hour weeks and you had to get your car fixed so you can make it to and from work. Like,
1: Yeah like there was no and it's crazy i i don't think that's why he fired me i think he got pissed off cuz i put my fucking foot down i don't no. think it
0: had yeah go ahead oh no i was about to say yeah he probably got pissed off that you put um your foot down in oklahoma's like an at will state so they don't have to have right. a reason but this was his reason because he could make it look like oh well she was on the schedule and she just and, like didn't it.
1: and he did the same thing to um brie as well Mm-hmm. He did that for her as well. Um, they were manipulative like that, and they were fucking sneaky. So that's just how it went out. He fired me. I walked to the back. He told me not to worry about the three hundred. Um, so I get fired. I go home. Gabe and Trey are there. They're like my best friends now. Um, <laughs> uh, it's my boyfriend and his brother. But they were there. They we went and bought some wax, some live resins, and we went home and got baked. And at the time, I still had my apartment, so I was like, "How the fuck am I gonna pay my rent?" So I started. You know, freaking out about that, just a lot of emotions that day. Yeah. Because I really did a lot to make that company run. Yeah. Like, and obviously I regret it now, but looking back, that's the hardest I've ever worked at a job. Cause I was like, this is my first cannabis job. I want it to be meaningful, you know, yeah. so I tried to make the best of it that I could. And so I get fired. I go home, payroll comes around next week. At that point, I had been working like 10 to 11 days in a row. Yeah, so I didn't have a day off in between those days. Like, yeah. it was a straight full work pay period. It was going to be a fat check. So I wasn't too concerned about like, you know, being dead ass broke at that time. Days pass by, payroll day comes. They text me and they're like, hey, um, you didn't work enough hours to receive a final check. What? Yeah, and I'm like, are you? fucking kidding me at that point I threatened to bring the cops into work with me I was like Chris do not fucking test me I will bring the cops in with me that is stealing that is theft I know that's bullshit and um the girl who worked with me could confirm it because we worked every day together yeah and so I fucking went off on him threatened him with the cops he was finally like okay you'll receive your check minus the 300 that um I gave you That I gave you and I was like Mel told me not to worry about that but okay what the fuck ever it was my money you know that's actually like a fair transaction um so I went in to get my check um I looked at the pay stub and I had worked 60 hours yeah one week so I walk in I see Mel he's acting perfectly normal like nothing ever happened trying to be friendly um this was still a lot of people were still wearing masks including me and I had my mask on and I did not say one fucking word to him. Yeah. I did not give him the breath of like any of my fucking air. I didn't want to waste on these people. Yeah. So I literally just looked at him the entire time he was talking to me. and didn't say a fucking word. And he finally handed me the pen. I signed my paycheck and then I just left and I looked at my check and it was only $300.
0: Yeah. It was only 300 after 60 hours of work and them only taking $300 out of your check my tech at you know $17 an hour and working only 5 hours of overtime every week or whatever is still like almost $600 yeah and that's just for 45 hours so even if they took 300 out you would still have i should have still had like
1: 5 or 600 so they really fucked me with that like I was super broke, and I had my OnlyFans at the time because I was just trying to fucking get by, obviously, like a bitch has to do to hustle. <laughs> <laughs> they got to take care of themselves. So that's what I was trying to do. And then I eventually got to where I was making enough money at my other job that I could stop doing that, so I stopped. Um, I didn't really need it anymore. There was no reason for it, so I just kind of quit. And now I make pretty good money at the job I'm at now um and that's why I'm looking back right now like what the fuck happened last year
0: so where does that put you like with the cannabis industry you want to stay do you want to do something else with your life what what what's what's next for lips? Yes, (laughs)
1: the the entirety of me wants to stay um or the entirety of me I think I said that right I'm baked um But yeah, I want, I would love to stay. I just don't know if I'm going to find the right place for myself.
0: So do you think that it was just one of those things where like, for instance, for me, like I always wanted to be a cosmetologist my whole life, right? Then I went to Paul Mitchell and they put like a bad taste in my mouth. That's like a whole different story. So do you think it's just one of those things where that company in general just put like a bad taste in your mouth or it's just like maybe this just isn't what i thought it was like yeah so
1: that company definitely like left me with a bad taste but i'm also really open-minded so like personally i kind of looked at it as okay i'm not gonna entirely give up on cannabis jobs right now i'm gonna continue to try to find one that fits me um i will say that compared to other cannabis jobs that place is a fucking nightmare Like at my job, we have tests, we have a binder with all of our test results in it. That way, if, you know, OMA comes in to do an inspection or an inspection, we have our proof that all of it's been tested, all that. Girl, when I worked at American, I never saw a single test result.
0: And that's something that i was going to say i know that you have an nda on it so i didn't want to speak because i had told everybody earlier there's a reason that that lady probably had a seizure what i was going to say was is Liz can't speak on it because she has an nda but i don't have an nda in this bitch allegedly i have to say that because i i wish
1: yeah girl if it makes you feel any better i'm not i don't care about the i've already technically broken the nda But- I already did. um I exposed them for having that butane in their wax which I'm assuming that's what you connected with
0: the lady with the seizure yeah so if you want to talk about it I'm not going to stop you from talking about it you know what I'm saying like
1: yeah. girl that- fuck them for real fuck them um I don't know but even even if I was going to talk about it I wasn't there when that happened that was before I started
0: Okay, well, if you do want to speak on it, let's talk about what you witnessed when you were there because I have a feeling that this lady had a motherfucking seizure because from what I heard, these motherfuckers don't touch shit.
1: Yeah, I know. Girl, you're just you're smart as fuck and you're connecting the dots.
0: <laughs> what?
1: You're not fucking dumb. <laughs> um, so when I was there their wax seemed really good to me. Like I really liked it at first. And then I noticed that they started going broke and they started outsourcing. So technically technically they have their own processing unit which is where they grow their own flower, you know, make their own wax and then they come and sell it as their own company. Some dispensaries only buy from companies and sell certain brands.
0: I'm sorry, so they were going broke but they were opening like, they're opening all these businesses?
1: Yes. Okay. it's fucking crazy i don't know how they're i don't know what it is like to be honest um but i have uh sarah told me that they were going broke tori told me that they were going broke and yeah. i think a lot of it has to do with the fact that they're both cokeheads. oh it expensive
0: she said we putting them out there like that yeah
1: for real dude like that's one thing i thought about um But so while I was there, I never thought anything of the wax. I really liked the Runts Crumble and the Mac X. Uh, They were my favorite. Mac X was a shatter. I smoked it all the time. It really helped with that Lexapro issue I was having. And so did Runts. Yeah. Um, So I smoked that all the time. And then when I opened War Acres, they sent me this shatter and it was called Black Dominion. So I put it out on the shelf, they have these $20 grams, you know, they used to be really cool, but now it's basically just distillate in a fucking jar. Um, yeah. And so the shatter comes in people, you know, I try to sell it and people start bringing it back. And they're like, hey, this tastes like a fucking campfire. Oh, yeah. Um, so I was like, what? And I was working with Oh God, who was there with me? There was a, there was a girl there with me who was pregnant, who I worked with a lot. And so I was like, when people return products, we have to try it and see what's wrong with it. Yeah. Like any flower or like wax or even a vape cart. Um, so I got the wax and I was like, I'm going to try this. I'm going to try one tiny dab of it. So I smoked a tiny dab of it. And sure enough, dude, there's definitely butane in that wax. Yeah. Definitely. And I told the girl I worked with who was pregnant, I was like, you do not need to try this one. Like, don't smoke this one. I didn't let her smoke it. But there were multiple people who returned it. And if you look on their weed maps reviews, it's on there. There are reviews about Shatter on there that literally say they taste like campfire.
0: That's like, extreme.
1: yeah, wow. that was that was when I really got sketched out. Because I, I was like, okay, dude, I've seen a lot here, but you cannot be selling this shit to the public. Like, That is one thing I cannot fucking be doing. So I pulled it off the shelf. Either It was either me or Kendra who pulled it off the shelf. I can't remember. She was the one who was basically like my manager as I was managing the store because I had no idea what the fuck I was doing.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: She was a mom and she just had like a lot of common sense. She was a really smart woman. So yeah, she, I was either me or her that pulled it off the shelf and we didn't sell any more of it. And then they just came and picked it up and took it. And I don't know what they did with it. And I don't know who they got it from because- obviously no test results um but yeah
0: didn't they um I remember you saying something I saw that they had labeled I think it was used to oh yeah their amnesia yeah. Haze.
1: the amnesia haze um let me I just had it pulled up so I said Kendra once again a bad bitch she was like hey um I tried this weed and it gave me an anxiety attack Mm-hmm. and i was like bro what so we started looking up the lineage of it and this is from a conversation with mel i was like um i said hey is amnesia haze a sativa or an indica he says amnesia is usually a sativa what's it listed as on the label yeah. i said the card says indica i was like okay so he it was just like a typing mistake Kendra had to look up the lineage for a customer and she pointed out to me that it's one cannabis cups for sativas. So I just wanted to clarify before we sold it as an indica because if you know like about a little bit about weed, um people that have anxiety don't always like sativas.
0: Yeah. Exactly. It
1: sometimes set them the fuck off. So they only buy indicas. Mm-hmm. Um so that was an important thing for me because when I first started smoking weed, weed gave me a lot of anxiety to the point where I couldn't really talk. Yeah. And that was when we were buying like Reggie and like brickweed, you know, before it was like medicinal and I knew there was a difference.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That was just some experimental shit. Yeah.
1: So Mel responds, he says, Leslie, if the card says indica, then it is an indica as what we are saying altogether as a company. Whatever the card says, right or wrong, is what we're saying altogether. Please follow the card. Please never question the card. That's how condescending. Like, you're just getting an idea of how manipulative they are.
0: Yeah, like, don't question the card. Like, okay, like, it's okay to say, oh, damn, you're right. That is wrong. Like, we should fix that because we don't want to sell it, like, to other people as the wrong thing. But instead, you would just rather, instead of saying, oh, let's fix it. No, you have to be right because.
1: Yeah, like, that gives you a glimpse on how they talk to their employees. Um, so I said I know I didn't let the customer know that I just wanted to make sure we aren't selling Indicas or Sativas to someone when it's not just so you know when you look up ice it's an Indica yeah and he says if we happen to accidentally sell an Indica or a Sativa it, and it's the wrong thing you are to follow the card I said okay thank you
0: Jesus I can he
1: said that's not the end. Okay. So this is another aspect of like how they treat their employees. It says it does not matter what the rest of the world says or what the rest of the world does. You are to follow the card. The card is right. Even when it's wrong. And looking back at that, now I'm like, you were totally repeating the test results, bro. That makes so much sense to me now as to why he said that. Cause he didn't want me to realize that the cards are fucking wrong.
0: Oh my gosh. So does it, does it kind of make you wonder how many things that you spoke that were
1: wrong? Oh yes, girl. Like that was something I talked to Sarah about because she was the one who like unloaded a lot of their product at first and put it, she knew where it came from. She knows that information because she was there. And when she told me that, she told me that a lot of their product comes from California, that they go to California to get, Chris has a grow in Oregon, Mel's from California. Mel would drive there get all the weed, drive back, and it would be like a five-day trip when they ran out of weed.
0: Jesus.
1: So they were, that's exactly what they were doing, and so MACX, she told me that MACX and Runts, the ones I smoked most of, came from California, so I feel decent about it, but at the same time, it's like, holy fuck, you know, I should, might want to go to the doctor and just, like, get my lungs looked at. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I know,
0: right, because it's like, how much butane have I actually, Yeah, because
1: when I I tell you that we smoked at work, I mean like we were taking dabs probably like every hour and a half there while we were at work. I took edibles while I was at work. There was one time (laughs) where I took an edible at work and I got so high that I accidentally gave somebody a free ounce. Yeah, Brie, it's actually kind of funny. So it was when all the riots were going on with George Floyd. Yeah. That was last year, right? Yeah. Okay, so it's been such a long year. Um, so this guy comes in and he's like this is what it's like to be a black man in america and i'm like holy fuck highest fuck
0: happen. yeah
1: tripped me out okay i just i, I was just kind of tripped out <laughs> and i was like dude you're so right this system is so fucked and i was pissed at the time about what happened to like george floyd and everything so i gave him a fucking free ounce i was like and i just remember i don't remember everything but yeah. i remember him <laughs> being I remember him being like thank you so much and I was just like for what like I thought I gave him the change I was just so high that I like I think I just blacked out at work that night and gave him a free ounce
0: (laughs) okay so that's like it's fucked up but it's also kind of funny because I would have loved to be that man because fuck them right yeah
1: dude for real like dude I have so much respect for you and I fucking, my heart is with you. So take his free ounce, bro. And like, looking back, I don't give a fuck that I'm glad I gave him free weed. I just wish I would remember what happened, you know? Yeah. But that's the whole
0: thing. Like who doesn't test their shit? Like, yeah. And then the thing is, is that you reported that they didn't test it. And you even sent me the email and out of everything, That they had said, I don't even, they didn't even say, no, they said something about the. They
1: said, they were like, we will look into it. It would help if you knew what products didn't have the proper test results. So I told them the shatter and the wedding cake flour, because the wedding cake flour they bought, it didn't have any THC in it. It was just like strictly hemp. So it wasn't actually getting people high. Like, so they were returning it. And I didn't know that. I just overheard that. I overheard them talking about it
0: that is so crazy yeah I hope that like when all this wraps up that they really get what's coming to them because they just keep like opening more and more businesses and they just
1: yeah Mel is migrating to Tulsa now and I'm like dude you're gonna get shot in Tulsa you will not last a fucking week there bro let me promise you I know what happens in Tulsa (laughs)
0: <laughs> i'm from i'll say oklahoma city but i was really like i mean because oklahoma city is where i fuck with but i was born in tulsa like it's really gay yeah. bitch like i can't even yeah
1: i was raised in muskogee so i just spent a lot of time in tulsa like
0: as a kid because yeah it was like yeah. yeah no for sure i fuck with it but
1: hopefully all
0: in all you know what i'm saying that if anybody knows anything about American Cannabis Company yeah I'll leave like yeah
1: they um... are free they're free to tell their stories and um I did notify the police so if you want to call and make a report I will do that with you if you need me um because I know it's really scary and um I don't know if you're going to edit this out but I did call the police and they did tell me since I wasn't assaulted, there wasn't much that they could do, even though I have all this proof. Yeah. I felt like it was more so than just not taking me seriously mm-hmm. um, because it just sounds fucking crazy, okay? Yeah. It doesn't sound real. And um, they did mention to me that they put them on the vice unit list. Okay. Not the urgent one, but they are on the vice unit list. I told my friend this today and they were like, dude, that's like ATF, DEA, FBI shit. Oh good. Yeah. So I was like, oh my gosh. Uh maybe something will get done. I don't know. I'm still hanging up the signs everywhere. I'm still making any American cannabis t-shirt, say fuck pedophiles on it. <laughs> um, oh yeah, I still want
0: mine, by the way. <laughs> so yeah. until
1: I until I stop seeing this shit, I'm not gonna stop talking about it. Because every yeah. day, like there's a store in More now, and I, I live in More now, so I drive by all the time and I'm like, dude, why are they fucking still open? Like, why do I still have to look at this shit? There have been so many people talk about it, and it just makes me think that Oma May is kind of a joke
0: this point like after you're getting so many reports and you're not really doing too much hopefully though since you've reported it and now like if anybody else has any more stories which again like i'm gonna link all of les's um social media below so if you guys have anything you want to say or you have any questions so on and so forth she's happy to answer it yeah for sure Uh, other than that i think that's all that we have for today are you is that is that all you got
1: yeah, I hope that was clear, bro. I feel like that was so messy. I hope I did okay.
0: <laughs> no, you're fine. It's everything's fine. You're good. I just wanted to make sure that you got, you know, your story across because there was a lot of things that are going on that, you know, a lot of people don't know about and maybe aren't taken seriously. And it just needs to be. Brought it just forward.
1: needs to be known. Because exactly. if you think about it, you know, they're hiring these girls. These girls have no fucking like anybody who gets hired there most likely doesn't know about their sexual harassment allegations. Yeah. they just don't know because OKC is big and they only keep a certain amount of employees at work there. Um, So they come into it thinking the same thing I did. Like I have a cannabis job. Oh my God, I'm so excited, you know, blah, blah, blah. So they let the bad shit, like they don't let it outweigh the good stuff there because they're working with cannabis.
0: Exactly. And that's what they so- want.
1: Yeah. It's just like, it could be anybody. Like there was this girl on Facebook who saw my post and she just got hired there. So she messaged me and she was like, girl, like I literally just accepted a job from them before I saw this. Like um, I'm supposed to be working at Western, which is where I worked. Um, and then she said something about maybe going to the Midwest city store because they're about to open one in Midwest city too. Yeah. So I was like, girl, I'm telling you, if I could tell the girls that I worked with anything or the girls that I know that are still there, I would say that there's a dispensary on every single block in this fucking city. There are plenty, we have more dispensaries than California and Colorado. You can find a different job at a different dispensary and get treated way better, make way more money and not have to deal with the fucking creditor owners like there's definitely more opportunities out there and it's better and it's safer and it's more fun like they can find different jobs in my opinion
0: absolutely 100 percent. absolutely but they don't
1: I feel like they should not be scared to do that but at the same time I know how it is to pay bills so I don't know it's
0: crazy bro absolutely I hear you girl well Thank you so much for coming We're- and talk to me, talking to me today. Thank you guys for listening. This has been A mm-hmm. Modern Woman. Yeah. Oh. This is
1: A Modern Woman's Life, bro. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> that is what it's like.
0: <laughs> literally. Basically, I mean, that's, that's, I mean, hence the title. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like to talk about this shit. it literally just happened. And I was just like, wow. <laughs> It's crazy. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening. This has been A Modern Woman. Again, I'm your host, Brianna Dinell. We were talking with Les today. Um, We'll leave everything down below for you guys to let her know any stories or anything that you may want to comment on about that. But until then, we'll see you next week.